Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Whether you're a football fan or not, the Super Bowl ads are often works of storytelling art. On today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll unwrap three storytelling techniques we can learn from our favorite Super Bowl ads and apply them directly to our stories. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. I am not a football fan, but I love the Super Bowl ads. I don't even own a TV, and truthfully, I only hear about the Super Bowl the day after when the best TV commercials are making the rounds on social media. Now, what I love about these commercials is that they're very intentionally shaped, and because they only have a short space to tell an entire story, three minutes at most, they're a masterclass in crafting character, conflict, and resolution without wasting a single frame. The 2011 Super Bowl Darth Vader commercial for Volkswagen is under three minutes. This year's Scissorhands commercial for Cadillac is a minute and a half. So they're a great example of economy and they tell a complete story. So in the Darth Vader Volkswagen commercial, for example, we see a young kid walking through his house dressed as Darth Vader, trying to move various objects, a doll, his dog, and finally a sandwich in the kitchen, just using the power of his hands uh, without touching anything. So dad comes home, he comes into the kitchen, the kid is already outside in the driveway trying his Jedi moves yet again. Now this kid is determined. Now dad and mom are watching from the kitchen window And so dad turns on the car's engine with his remote from the kitchen and the kid finally gets the vindication that he's been seeking from the very first shot. So with this year's Scissorhands commercial, in that minute and a half, we see how um, Edgar's Scissorhands are both a superpower and his greatest obstacle and how he finally rides off into the sunset vindicated and free and glorious. So here are three things we can learn from these commercials about storytelling and apply them to your story right away. Number one, start 
with the end in mind. Now, great commercials start with a solution or the value of their product, the solution to a particular problem. So Cadillac Cadillac is all electric and it has hands-free driving. So that's perfect for Edgar Scissorhands, right? And then every scene is reverse engineered from there. We see how Edgar's Scissorhands make him a bit of an outcast with many shots showing him having to rely on other people to drive him back and forth and how powerless he feels. And by the end, he's able to drive his own car with Cadillac's uh, hands-free driving and he drives off into the sunset. So it starts with the end in mind and then reverse engineers from there. Story is all about character journey. Now, there's a relationship between the beginning of your story and the end. Your character comes into the story already wanting something beyond reason. So by the end of the story, he either gets what he wants or he doesn't. But his goal is thwarted by obstacles. And every scene, every chapter is either going to move him closer to his goal or further away, but it's going to dramatize that desire. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to have your end fleshed out or your beginning fleshed out at the outset. Often, beginnings and endings are discovered and refined during the writing process while we're rewriting, while we're revising. They don't have to be invented so much as realized during the writing process and then to be continually refined. You can go back and forth between your beginning and your end, but ideally your end and your beginning have a relationship. So all you really need to know when you're writing your early drafts is whether your character will get what he wants or not by the end. And then create scenes that dramatize your character's desire. Number two, set up the conflict early on. Know what your main character wants and know what's getting in his or her way. So in the Darth Vader commercial, the kid wants the power to move objects with his fingers without actually touching the objects, but he doesn't have that power. So he's got reality in his way. So every scene shows him trying to move things and becoming more and more dejected with every failed try. So we meet the main character, we see him in full Darth Vader regalia and his many failed attempts at moving objects in his house. And that's set up immediately. In the Scissorhands commercial, he can dice a a pineapple and trim his mother's hair in one fell movement, but his superpower is out of place in the real world because everything he touches is destroyed or altered in an unconventional and socially unacceptable way. But the thing that's plaguing him most is not being able to travel by bus or car. He has to rely on other people to drive him back and forth to his school and to his job at the diner. And again, this is all directly related to his victory at the end. Number three, create a shot summary. Now, when I was at university, my favorite class was a filmmaking class. In order to create the film, we had to write out a storyboard, scene by scene, shot by shot. 
our films were short. They weren't feature length. So every single shot had to be significant and relevant to moving the story forward. And this was done because it was a much more efficient way of filmmaking because the filmmaking process, even for a short uh, a short, short film is is very labor intensive. So this helped keep the film focused with no extraneous scenes, or and it led the audience through the story without meandering into backstory. So the present scene had to show the character's situation, um, the desire, and the conflict very early on, usually in the first shot or at least the first few shots. We didn't have time to waste, and really... This film class was a great exercise in the economy of storytelling. Now, feature film directors also use a storyboard. So here's what you can do with your work in progress, whether it's your short story, your novel, or your memoir. Write out a shot summary, image by image, shot by shot, scene by scene, chapter by chapter. Now, the purpose of composing a shot summary is that you can see exactly what's on the page so that you're aware of what's actually happening on the page instead of what you think is happening. You want to set down what the viewer, the reader would see. So let's take the Scissorhands commercial shot by shot and see how intentional every single shot is. So in shot one, we see the, the house, the pink house with the narrator, his mother, telling us this is the story of a boy with scissors for hands. In shot two, we see mom in the kitchen. She's blending fruit. It's morning. She's calling to her son, Edgar, to get up because he's running late. Shot three, we see the alarm clock, and then we see the close-up of the scissor hands coming down to turn it off. In shot four, Edgar comes into the kitchen. He slices and dices a pineapple with his hands. He trims his mom's hair. And in shot five, we see Edgar on the bus. He pulls the bell cord for his stop and in doing that, of course, destroys the entire cord. Um, so he just he slices it and there's just no way to touch anything without destroying it. In shot six, he enters his classroom late. He passes the teacher's desk and the magnets that his teacher is using to teach the class. It's it looks like a science class of some sort. Um, they they attach to Edgar's hand. So her class, her demonstration is foiled due to Edgar's passing by with his Scissor hands. In shot seven, Edgar is playing football and he catches the ball and punctures it and deflates it. In shot eight, um, a girl is consoling him and saying, you're going to touch a lot of people. In shot nine, Edgar's at the diner where he works. And again, he's slicing and dicing again, uh, some meal uh, to the disappointment of his of the customer and also his boss. So he's taken aside and admonished for not sticking to the menu. In shot 10, it's nighttime. He's looking at his destroyed phone screen with a text from mom saying that she's still stuck, presumably um, at a meeting. In shot 11, we see mom driving Edgar home, complaining about her never ending meeting. And we see 
um, Edgar is just kind of slumped, and we see the the powerlessness uh, that he's feeling. In shot 12, Edgar again is at the bus stop, but this time the bus passes him by. So um, the 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 desire, the resistance and the conflict, it's, it's starting to intensify as we get closer to the end. In shot 13, Edgar's walking home. He's got no way home. So, and he's just ambling along. And as he does this, he's, you know, destroying a fence because of his scissor hands. There's nothing he can do. He really can't help it. In shot, shot 14, Edgar is home and he's playing a game where he drives a car hands-free. And then in shot 15, we see that open road on the TV. So we see, we see the desire. He's got a, he's getting closer to what he really wants, which is his own freedom. In shot 16, mom walks by and she takes notice. She sees how this sense of empowerment is playing out in this game. In shot 17, mom walks Edgar outside to the driveway, tells him to open his eyes. Shot 18, we see this brand new car. Shot 19, Edgar is in the driver's seat and we see him you know, driving hands-free, finally. And in shot 20, we the final shot is the car driving away into the sunset, so to speak. Now, this is all done in a minute and a half. So do the shot summary and see what's actually on the page, not what you think is happening on the page. It's a great objective way to evaluate what's actually happening in your story. So let's wrap this up. Number one, start with the end in mind. Reverse engineer scenes from there. Number two, dramatize the central conflict early on. And number three, create a shot summary. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. More free resources are available at nancypannuccio.com. So head on over there to grab your gifts. And if you want to connect with more like-minded writers and with me, join us in our private Facebook group over at facebook.com slash groups slash writer unleashed community. It's totally free to join. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Till then, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.